Hello, Fringers. It's the Caleb G. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Look alive, Fringers. It's 2099 and we are live and loud in the underground. From the streets to the scar. Keep your chip hidden, your gun loaded, and never trade your soul for souls. Turn it up and let them know Big Brother is watching. Time to put on a show. Hello, Fringers. Howdy, cats and kittens. Welcome to Neon Trails, the new Identico actual play. I am your game runner, the Caleb G, and I am thrilled to be telling this story along with all of the talented performers you see on your screen now. But before we meet these lovely people, we do have to get some housekeeping out of the way. Neon Trails will be streaming every other Tuesday right here on twitch.tv slash Identico as a special treat because you're all so good. We're happy to announce that Chaos Inc. will be returning next week. That's right, Identico will be here weekly, delivering cyberpunk action and general shenanigans. Chaos Inc. kicks off on the 18th of July with a special episode featuring the return of everyone's favorite Dot playing yeah. Stitches. We will be learning what happened with her while she was recovering with the mysterious group Providence. Bum bum. Not associated with Law and Order. All of the action will be kicking off at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and whatever other time that works out for you everywhere else. Since time zone math is ridiculous, you can also catch up on all things Identico over on YouTube.com slash Identico. Not only is there an archive of episodes, but there's also a new series starring a very handsome individual. I won't say who but he's in this stream on how to play the game. Uh, please help us spread the Identico propaganda and reach more Fringers out there by subscribing on YouTube, liking and commenting on those old videos. Also look for Identico on the podcatcher of your choice and stay in the loop on everything we're doing by following us on the socials. That's at Identico on the dumpster fire. I mean, Twitter <laughs> and at humanoid games on threats. You can also visit playidentico.com where you can read the basic rules for free, find our latest adventure, The Good Doctor, and pick up books, stickers, and other merch to support the show. Like oh, this hoodie that's not available anymore. Oh, wait. This is uh, uh, a the, preview. The no, no, no. This is a preview of a new Game Runner the, screen. What? That will be coming soon. Oh, Look my at all goodness. Those beautiful tables. And I did some art for the and some art. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I think I know some of those characters that's in that art. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any dick butts on that? Uh, yes, there is. In true Identico <laughs> tradition, there is a dick butt on it. And no, for those asking, uh, Alex still doesn't know where it's at. <laughs> Good keep it that job. Way. <laughs> Good job. Good job, everybody. Me weekly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to support us playing this game, just like on Angel City Stories, you can spend channel points here on Twitch to give players, or even me, re-rolls for the game. The longer you watch, the more points you get to spend on your favorite players. If you give me any points, one, you're gonna have to tell me because I'm not watching the chat because there's just too much going on and I'll do my best to keep it very interesting. With all of that out of the way, let's meet our Neon Trails cast. First off, 
He's running the boards. He's producing the show. He's a hell of a guy. It's Mallow playing Galen. Hello, everyone, and welcome into tonight's episode. Uh, we already have uh, rewards in the chat. Thank you. Boom. Thank you. Yeah, it's starting already. I love this. Look at this Lit. hype coming in. The kids still say lit. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if that's a... Okay, it's lit. Oh. Yeah, I ask just... I'm just going to go with it. I'm so old. <laughs> Next up, she did not start the fire, but she will keep it burning with the corpses of her enemies. It is wild playing B. Hello, everybody. It's good to see you again. Happy to start hey. some chaos. Next up, beyond the myth, beyond the legend, it's the main man himself, Pete, playing dog. Oh, hey, it's me, dog. <laughs> Hi. And a, and and a cat, a cat in, the in the background. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. Hey, nice. On brand. Good job. Love it. Need I say less, more? Eh, eh we're good. There's a cat. That's all we need. And now we are ecstatic to welcome two new players to the Identico team from Thousand Faces cosplay to impressive individuals who bring passion and beauty to every costume they build, bodybuilders and mental health advocates, Lauren playing Drawl. Hello, darlings. Hey, let's go. Come for me. I'm like and Ethan playing Mox. Thank you so much for having us here. So excited to join you guys and for once in my life not to be running the game. Well, that's my job. So bless you. <laughs> now that we are here, let's get started. Metroplexes dominate the skyline. Gods of chrome and neon feeding on human time and energy sacrificed at the altar of capitalism. A heart beating with trade, commerce, business, pumps out an endless supply of noise and light. These bleed out, flowing over the fringes and polluting the land. Metroplexes push out the night and challenge the day with their terrible, bright existence. But there is quiet yet to be found in the country of America, not in the scar. Its silence strains with the weight of terrible action grown from selfish fear. Quiet is in the waste, where they are not pierced through with roads moving sacrificial goods from plex to plex. The wastes are ignored by the elite who think all good things come from corporate factories. But those living and thriving in the wastes know that there is vibrant life to be found, a hard life to be sure, one of scavenging for necessities and fighting for survival. One of patiently waiting for the right opportunity. One of the wisdom to know when to stop waiting and to make your own opportunities. It's a place such as this where our story starts. On a chilly, moonless night, a lone figure waits at a crossroads. He paces, checking the time again. Suddenly, an engine roars, startling him from his anxious impatience. The night is parted by headlights from a massive vehicle lumbering over the dunes and gravel. It stirs up a cloud of dust as it grinds to a halt. Galen, tell us what's going on as you drive up. Galen is a bounty hunter and is on the trail of his latest quarry. 
uh, and he's tracked them out to the middle of bloody nowhere, and he's not happy about it, but he's hoping that at least he can get something going, uh, because he's borrowed enough money from Drawl at this point. I think she's tired of his bullshit, uh, and he probably needs to pay her back. So he's really hoping for this one to come through for him. Uh, speaking of Drawl, I believe there is a guest on your vehicle, Galen. Who yeah. might that be? Well, it is it is Drawl. She came with me, thankfully. <laughs> Someone's got to make sure this gets done. Okay. It's not just your ass on the line. It's my financial security. I moved out here and teamed up with you because you said we could get financial security. And so far, let's just say we're, we're taking the long game. How about it? We'll take the long game. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Okay. Probably. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Galen holds out his glow and uh, a holographic projection comes out of it. And you see this old man, like with a crazed look in his eyes, uh, kind of like circling with it. And you just see the name Mox, you know, and some, you know, basic kind of, uh, you know, information about him and things like that. Last whereabouts seen, things like that. And then the price on it being 20,000 souls. Uh, and he just kind of like looks at it and he's like, this could be it. And he kind of flicks it back and kind of puts it in his coat pocket. Uh, as he gets out of the vehicle, he tries to kind of slowly get up to an outcropping in this like area in, in the, I'm assuming that like, there's like some rocks and things he can try to hide. The vehicle that he's driving is an old, think of it like an extended Winnebago. So like, it's not gonna win any races anytime soon. So he's just gonna try to do this on foot uh, and use the element of surprise to try to apprehend his, his bounty. And speaking of that bounty, that uh, hollow picture of the bounty, uh, sure looks pretty similar to the individual standing at the crossroads. Mox, tell us what you're doing out here. Mox is out here waiting for a, well, what he assumed was the prearranged meeting time for selling a particular piece of tech he's been working on. And what you see is he comes up from a deep squat that he'd been sitting in with his knees in his elbows and he pushes his hands against his knees. This man is has sun weathered skin and heavy wrinkles on his head from age and the sun damage, white hair, white kind of fairly ungroomed mid length beard got Despite the night, these two would look like sunglasses on amber in coloration. He's very skinny to the but has a muscle underneath there, just no fat. You can see the veins as they run down his one human arm still. His other arm is 
replaced with a robotic one, as is his left leg and the bottom half of his right. And he's, you know, just wearing gray, dusty pants and the a sleeveless army green shirt. And as this larger vehicle pulls up and he stands out of the squat, well, it's about fucking time. Uh, Galen, you exit your vehicle. Uh, you've got the headlights kind of played over the crossroads so you can see Mox clearly. He's got that long shadow stretching out on the desert floor behind him. Uh, do you want to kind of immediately roll, not roll out, but as you step out, move into cover before you engage with him? No, Galen, if he's pulled up like this, he's going to step out. And Galen is a mountain of a man. He's like 6'3", 265, huge up top, uh, very tall, uh, not lanky, but just menacing. And he kind of turns back and he looks uh, at Drawl inside and he just kind of says, keep Bernadette running. And he will just kind of saunter over towards Mox real slow like, because if what he's heard is true, he doesn't want to mess with anything that he's got going on, you know, with him at this point. And Mox with his hand still up against the bright light, seeing just the silhouette of you approach. Are you there? And he looks at something. Robo lover 69 420. <sighs> yeah, that's me. Took your fucking time getting here. You get lost on the way, did you? He turns back shit, to Bernadette and shit, he's like, look, it gets shit. where we need to go. You got what it came for? No, I, I heard that. I could hear that you need to get at least five things repaired on there from half a mile away. I, uh, yeah, you got, uh, you got the, you got the money then? Galen does kind of like slowly continue to walk towards him and stuff like that. Hey, 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 hey. we're not that kind of friend yet. Um, you can toss it down. You've got those bright light facts and see it, boy. And Galen will pull out a package in a like really dusty manila folder and toss the package on the ground kind of halfway in between uh, Mox and Galen. As you do, Mox sees it land in front of him and he looks over his shoulder to the left and gives a as he gestures his head forward and loping out of the shadows to where Galen tossed the packet is a Doberman who grabs it and walks back over to Mox. Is it all there? He look. He kind of looks at you as best you can, and he's Galen is sort of silhouetted behind this, and he goes, "It's all there." You wouldn't be offended if I counted out in front of you, would you? Well, fucking hell! 
Do you want to do what? a deal or not? I waited here. You were supposed to be here by sundown. You know that, right? It's the middle of the fucking night now. I waited for you for two fucking hours. You can wait for me to finish counting this. As this exchange no is happening, uh, voices carry in the desert, especially at night. Uh, and uh, the, the, this exchange, muffled over distance, comes across the ears of B. What are you doing out here in the desert at night, B? B is um, scavenging out past the rocks and the walls of where B grew up, looking for little bits and bobs to put in the shop, making sure that we have enough gears and rockets to make it through the next week. And it's always a lot easier to go shopping after the sun has gone down. So B, thinking that it's been pretty quiet and starts hearing these voices, gets a little suspicious and starts packing up what she's found and sidling over until B can find the vehicle, or see the vehicle rather, and kind of positions behind some rocks, behind the vehicle, and does what she does best. Listens in. Uh, could you give me a stealth check for that, Wild? Absolutely. First dice roll. First buckle. We use dice in this game if you didn't know. <laughs> oh gosh, watch this just be fantastically. Okay. Oh, please. Do, 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 do. Math. Do, 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 a math. Math hammer. I got a, a nine. <laughs> hey, it's respectable. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're just going to hang there for a minute with that nine. Thank <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mox, you are busy counting money. Galen, how focused are you on what's happening right now? Of him counting the money or of us getting ambushed? Because that would be Galen's uh, first thought. Yeah, yeah. What's your situational awareness right now? <laughs> His whole plan at this point is to grab Mox... Get him in the get him in the vehicle and get out of there as quickly as he can. Okay. But he chose the middle of the desert and the crossroads so he could try to see anybody coming up as much sure. as possible. Because uh, let's just say he's had a run of bad luck lately, and things haven't always gone according to plan. <laughs> um, and Bernadette. Does, does Bernadette have a, a suite of sensors and cameras or is she more of just a straightforward get you where you're going kind of car? It's got a sensor RV? package. It's okay. from like the 2080s, <laughs> but it'll 
do-ish. It's the best it can find right now. <laughs> and Drawl knows how to use that, right? Probably not like it's hard or anything like that. I just really don't want to be in the thing and just kind of be <laughs> passive. But yeah, I'll do it, I guess. So, Drawl, while you're sitting inside Bernadette, I'm sure you hate these seats. Um, oh, they're brown shag, by the way, just to make it perfect. Oh, immaculate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's immaculate on the inside. It's only it's the finest. Every now and again. <laughs> yeah, they rub the fuzzy wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, why don't you give me a perception check <laughs> with advantage using the sensor package on the vehicle? Me? That's so exciting. Oh, okay. So the first one's a 21. Oh, probably going to keep She's that. got it where it counts. That's the winner. That's the winner. The 20. All right. All right. So on, on the screens, on the hollow panels inside Bernadette, uh, you've got a nice, clear visual, even through the bright spotlights of Galen and Mox. You've got uh, kind of like preliminary uh, bio scans of them. There's just information. Mox's uh, bounty card is like playing on a little subscreen. Um, you've got information about what's going on. You and Galen, of course, made this plan. Um, you've also got kind of like a, like a, uh, a sonar screen almost, like radius sweeps going on outside of Bernadette. And you see that you've got a heat signature of a single individual coming up on one side, um, probably 50 feet away, and just hanging out. Uh, while you are getting that information and looking at things, uh, I think the camera is going to pan over to our uh, our friend Dog. What's Dog doing? Just uh, same as B, maybe in a different area out looking for stuff. <laughs> Do I can I roll a perception check to see if I hear B looking for yes. stuff? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, I have a question first. Yes. Uh, what did you use to get from where you came from to here? Because I, I, for some reason, I feel like Dog rides a bicycle. No, he's not that no. eco-friendly, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he has, he definitely has a pickup truck that is okay. beat to hell. Okay. Um, not not in any way as nice as the Winnebago. Like, inside I, and out, it is just beat up. It I is, love it. It is just a machine for function, not for, like, comfort or anything like that. Okay. So so you had the truck parked out uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and you're just kind of rooting around, looking for stuff. Um, yeah, if you want to give me a just a general perception check. Let's see here. <laughs> than 11. So here's what we're going to say. You you were farther out. 
than okay. B was. You were farther out than B was. Um, you heard the the Winnebago pull up, but it's like, eh, it's just someone out here. Whatever. I'm out here. They're out here. It, it didn't pull your attention. Uh, but then out of the corner of your eye, kind of in that halo of light pollution from the Winnebago, you saw a figure that you rec- you know is B. <laughs> Scooch up and like just hide behind a little rock. And maybe there's like a cactus next to him, like, you know. And you kind of see this in, in not silhouette, but like kind of dark against the bright light. And you're just like, huh, okay. <laughs> but I know I, I recognize it as B. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, if I'm looking for stuff and there's somebody out on my area, I'm going to holler out if I know that it's B. I'm like, B, what are you doing out here? This is good hunting out here. I pay for this shit. Did you bring? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'll probably fire my gun up in the air. <laughs> I told you. So Galen and Mox. Mox absolutely <laughs> scatters. Like money still. Before, before, keeping the money. Before Mox can do anything, Galen yes. is quick drawing on him and being like, what the f- what the frack is this? You got boys out here? What the fucking shit are you talking about? You think I would bring someone out You think I'm stupid? And he's got a very large pistol pointed at Mox. You're making it very difficult to answer that question. <laughs> well, you got, a, you got a few more minutes to answer that question then. How about we get somewhere where they're not fucking shooting at us before we have a comb discussion? These ain't your boys? Oh, that's not my fucking point. All right, get in the Winnebago. Let's go. Shit. Uh, are you moving back to the Winnebago, Mox? Yeah, but he's holding. He's got kind of like one eye on Mox <laughs> and like one eye on the dog because he's like, sure. Shots have been fired. People are screaming. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not losing this in his head. Like, I. I picture Mox holding the money like a contestant that came out of one of those wind tunnel boxes and he just grabbing dollar bills. <laughs> it's got some money this is in my neck, in my 100% shirt. 100% like a few fall out and the Doberman just kind of scoops them up. <laughs> scoops them up. <laughs> All right. So move your ass, move your ass, move your ass. Escalation has happened. Let's get it moving. So, so as Mox gets to the Winnebago clutching the money futilely, then hearing this other voice. Oh yeah, I'm the one who brought boys. Who the fuck is it? And as you ask that question, Drawl, before you can answer, every single one of you hears another sound. And this is the sound of what is clearly uh, like uh, ramshackle dirt bikes roaring up towards you. Oh, shit. You hear maybe four or five of them. It's kind of a cacophony of noise. Uh, one of them, you hear the engine accelerate and, and rev up even faster and then like skids to a halt in that puddle of light that the Winnebago is casting. And you see an individual, uh, scrawny as all get out, but wearing a 
like big ass black leather duster. Uh, you see this this figure uh, step off the bike, swing their leg over the saddle. Um, you can see clearly in the light from the Winnebago that on his face seems to be a helmet made of bone. Uh, so he's kind of got that empty skull with the eye socket sitting up here. He's got a big exaggerated jawbone stretching over his actual jaw. He kind of stands there, arms akimbo, and you can see that bones have been strapped across his, uh, his chest. You see that there are uh, bones and bone fragments running down the fronts of his legs. And he, uh, as he is standing there, kind of striking uh, a pose, almost like a power pose, um, some other bikes come up and you see some other figures get off, kind of standing out towards the shadow. And you hear this <clears throat> kind of scrawny voice and he yells out, I don't know who you are out in my desert, but I'm going to have all your hides and all your money right now. And why don't we have everybody roll initiative? Game <laughs> will look at Mox while we're doing this and, and go, you got a gun in that thing? As you ask this, Mox has already started assembling a large <laughs> rifle and you hear him mutter to myself or mutter to himself. I don't know who that is out in my desert. He's been watching too many Westerns. Oh, Lord. All right. I guess right, you best get to shooting. Give me some numbers here, kids. 16 for Mox. Ooh. 10. Wait. Yeah, I got a 10. Okay. <laughs> Old dog rolled a 12. Dog's oh, got okay. a 12. Draw, what you got? Uh, I've got a 20. Ooh, is that a dirty 20? No, it's <laughs> a 17. Oh. Damn, you got some hot so dice. That's a dirty there. 20. That's a dirty oh, 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Dirt, yes, it is a dirty, dirty 20. Dirty 20. I heard natural 20. Even though, <laughs> sorry. You know. Dirty 20. Love it. Uh, Galen. 21. Woo! Uh, and. That's just. I don't like that roll. That was another. That was a bad roll for you. No, Galen, you are going first. Um, you see, so you were moving back towards the Winnebago. You kind of, did you have like your your step up on the your your leg up on the steps going in? Yeah. If Mox is inside, is like assembling a gun. Yes. Galen would be just like behind him, and I'm assuming the dogs gotten in as well too, because we got to get them in there. So yeah, as they pull up, box got in. Yeah. Cool. So you are standing there. You are first to go. You see this trying to be imposing, but you can tell with your years of bounty hunting, he's a, a skinny little fuck. He's, he's got nothing on you body weight wise, but he's trying to be very imposing. You heard the other bikes pull up and stop. You've heard some shuffling out in the darkness, but you do not yet see from where you're standing other threats or bodies. So he's going to 
he's already over it. He's tired of this shit. Mm-hmm. And he's going to he's going to make an example out of this kid and take an aimed shot using his bullseye okay. directly to his head. Wow. Right right off the rip. I love it. <laughs> okay. It's not the worst. That's not the worst. 17. Uh, yup, you hit. Uh, First hit, let's go. Let's go. Where are my regates? Polititis. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. First blood. Getting those dice for rolling damage. That's what we do in actual play. 13 damage. Oh. So just as he's getting in there, he sees this scrawny little kid pull up and monologue at him and just just lifts gun. <laughs> gun was pointed at Mox. Gun now goes directly to the kid and fires. It's a 45 caliber pistol, so. Okay. So... <laughs> You shoot this kid in the head. Um, and that's just rude. So uh, he he admit he had given his little monologue and he kind of turned his head to the side. And you're not sure if he was turning to, like, really try to land that power pose that he probably saw in a, vi- a video or a comic book or if he was going to talk to somebody. But you crack him like right at the temple. You shatter this bone off of his face, uh, he he's blood erupts over his eyes, is pouring down his jaw across his chest, and he falls to the ground, ass over tea kettle. Uh, <laughs> he's he's and you can see him like scrambling to try to regain. He's he's stunned. His bell has been rung. He's just completely out of sorts, and he's just like ah. ah. <laughs> and he's just freaking out. Uh, Drawl, you're going to go next. As p- for part of Galen's movement, he's going to jump in the Winnebago and scream, Drawl, sure. get us going! Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> as, as, uh, as you jump into the Winnebago, you your eyes, just out of habit, fall across the like sonar display screen, and you easily see the heat signatures of... Uh, the the young idiot threatening you and four other figures. Dog water. Hey. Who is the closest? Um, and the most imposing looking. So you've got the uh, the the kid who's just got shot in the head and knocked on his ass. Not worried about that guy. <laughs> um, you've got. One heat signature. If if you're looking out the out the front of the Winnebago, you've got one like up and to your left, and then you've got three over to your right. Uh, the one over to your left seems to register a little bit bigger, a little bit hotter. That's the one I gotta go for. As um, so as as she was like looking at the. The, the sun on the radar, um, looking around, kind of figuring out what, what could be done. And we hear Galen say, get us going, get us going. She's got one foot. She is straddling the center. 
She's got one hand on the wheel over here, one hand on her leg, one foot on what I assume would be some sort of gas apparatus. And she is going to fling a knife. The go pedal. Chuck that combat knife. So you are... The big one. While you are start hitting the, the the gas, you are throwing a knife out of a window sure am. at into the darkness based on what Why you're not? seeing on this screen. Yep. I love it. I just wanted that. Please natural picture. 20 this. Please I, natural 20 oh this. Oh God. So stressed. Um, here, here's what we're going to do. This is going to be just a, a plain attack roll because I, I would say you have disadvantage throwing it out of a window in the dark, but you also have advantage because you saw the heat. So it cancels each other out. Just give me a straight roll. Or, you know, as queer rolls we want to be. It doesn't matter. Just a plain roll. Whatever. <laughs> We're good here. It's a 15. Oh. <sighs> that is a great attack roll, but you don't hear it land. You're, you're just so busy trying to hit the pedal and yank <laughs> this giant ass wheel to tr- to turn it and try to get going. Draw, you do have rewards if you want to re-roll. That's the thing that happens? Yep. You have three of them if you want to spend one to re-roll. Oh, I'll break you. The chat loves you tonight. That. All right. Uh, you got to beat a 19. No, 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 19. You just called it out. Ethan goes, all you need is a 14 on the die, and it's a 14 on the die. <laughs> all right. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, chat, for that reroll. Thank you, chat. Okay, so um, this was just a, a, a standard throwing knife. Uh, combat? combat knife that you chucked. All right, just, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was the kind that exploded, you know, because we have those. <laughs> I heard that was a thing, and and I'd like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll go shopping. We'll have a great shopping montage. All right, so just give me some damage. I know a guy who... (laughs) You know a guy. ...will be more than happy to show up anytime you need him. He's handsome. Six total. Six total. Okay. Um, Also, give me... uh, Just roll a d12 for me. Okay. Uh, since you were throwing it kind of blindly into the dark, this is going to tell us where it hits on this individual. Two. Two. Right. All right. And it, how much? You said, I'm sorry, six damage? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so she just you center mass doing a burnout. <laughs> so uh, you, your, your skill as a warrior uh, kicks in. You were going to. You, were, you you pulled it back to throw, and then you're like, ah, something feels wrong. You just change the angle of your shoulder a little bit. You put a little English on it as you throw it. I, I know how to throw knives. These are totally words you use for throwing knives. <laughs> and you flick that, nice out, that knife out there nicely. Uh, you know it lands. You're, you're pulling the wheel. You're trying to accelerate. Uh, over the roar of the Winnebago, you hear another uh, roar of pain. Ah! That <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is uh, it is the scrawny guy's turn who just got shot in the head. So he is going to scramble up to his feet. Um, 
He's gonna wipe some blood out of his face. He's gonna do that classic movie thing where he just spits some blood on the ground. And he's like, come on, come on, boys, get him, get him. And he is going to pull a big old gun out of his duster pocket. Um, it's it's one of those like big old handguns, but it's really uh, ramshackle. There's a bunch of tape on the handle. It's like a barrel from a different gun. It's really rusty. Like the sight is taped on. There's some thread hanging off of it. This is not a great gun, but he thinks it's awesome. Uh, and he's just going to take two wild shots in the direction of the Winnebago. Uh, would a, we've got a 10 and an 11 coming at the Winnebago. No, we're the best. Uh, Drawl is driving, so why don't we have Drawl give us a, a driving check for oh, defense? No. Oh, no. <laughs> My least favorite. Okay. Let's see. I think that's... We're getting all kinds of great... Yeah, yeah action here in, in the <laughs> dice in this first game. It hasn't been an hour yet. We're doing great. <laughs> That's our <so> 20. <laughs> All right. Party on. Party in the USA, as the kids used to say. Uh, it's my, my first, first time using these dice and I love. Nice. Uh, awesome. So... You, this, this isn't even hard. You saw this kid get up out of the corner of your eye. You predicted he was going to take a shot. Uh, you've got great purchase on the tires. You found a patch of sand that has some really good traction. You're peeling out. You bring it under control. The shots go wide. Not even hard. Uh, and Mox, that's going to make it your turn. So... We do we still have people closing the gap on us? Because you said there were bikes. Are you, they you, following behind? So you got on to the Winnebago in front of Galen, right? Mm-hmm. When and you were assembling your rifle. Mm-hmm. How would would Mox be more focused on assembling the rifle, or would he have the wherewithal to look up and maybe see what's on the screens? Fair point. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Do we want to roll like a, a high or a low to see if you noticed? No, that's what he did. <laughs> okay. So you, so you were just sitting there working on the rifle. How long will it take me to assemble this rifle? Because I didn't describe it in my initial description. <laughs> so I figure he has to put it together. <laughs> Okay. I just uh, want to know how many turns I'm going to be doing. You, you know what? I'll say this turn, you are very focused on assembling that rifle and you're not quite sure what's going on. Okay. Also, uh, the Winnebago just launched off and did a really cool turn swerve maneuver. So that probably threw you for a loop. That's fair. Um, in the darkness of the desert, uh, some people are doing some things and it doesn't matter. Uh, but what does matter is uh, a, a figure looms out of the night right in front of the Winnebago. Uh, it, this is this is a big dude. This this is like 
seven, seven foot six tall, ripply muscle on muscle slab of muscle. Uh, he is think juggernaut. I was okay. just about to say, think, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Give me, give me juggernaut, and and you're on track here. Except instead of the weird armor he's wearing, it's all bone. Very oh similar, similar to the the kid that has been shot in the head. Uh, so he's got this like big, um, it's like a, a bison skull over his head, just the skull coming down. You can't even see his jaw, um, like the rib cage of. But I don't know, maybe a bison? You're not sure. Over his chest, um, bare arms, but literally just like bones strapped to his forearms as armor. Um, and he is holding just a, a, a cut your head off, screw up your torso kind of meat cleaver axe thing. And, and Drawl, you can see that one of your combat knives is sticking out of his chest. <laughs> and he is like jumping in front of the Winnebago. Um, re- remember in Fury Road when, when the guy jumps off and he's like arched way back to bring the spear down that explodes? He's like doing that. He's like jumping in front of the Winnebago. Ah! Ah! And he's trying to bring this giant cleaver of an axe across the windshield. Um,. So, unless you stopped driving, Drawl, that's another drive check to, def- to defend. 21? Hot, girl. Yeah, these dice are smoking, you guys. I can't, this, I don't know what's going on. I don't this, know. It, this, they match my backdrop. It's this party. poor dude, he just wanted to, <laughs> to steal some food, and you're just... Fucking him right up. I'm sorry he just said that. (laughs) He's just hungry. No. (laughs) So, um, I feel like you just hit him and knocked him aside (laughs) with a roll (laughs) like that. Um, I I think you've got enough control of the Winnebago. He he jumped at you. You saw him in your perif and you kind of turned and you just clipped him and knocked him off to the side. Cool. So, uh, dog... (laughs) You you watched all this shenanigans happen in like a second. Yep. What, what's up? It's your turn. Okay, so I'm in the Winnebago, right? As it's moving. Are you? No, no you're not. In the, no. I, thought, I thought you told me to load up. My bad. So I'm watching this from afar. You're watching this from afar. Yes. What you also see, though, is that uh, in the wake of the Winnebago and this action. There are three other figures who pulled up on bikes, jumped off the bikes and jumped back on the bikes as the as the Winnebago pulled off. So you I think we found Mox's targets. Go ahead. You you basically saw like three cronies get off their bikes to take up a tactical position. But then the Winnebago started. So like they ran back to their bikes and jumped on to try to chase it. Very, uh, very, very comedic from afar, <laughs> especially because the Winnebago just hit this big ass dude and kept driving. <laughs> this is my reaction, but also Dog's reaction is just to laugh. <laughs> Do I recognize the Winnebago? Does Dog recognize the Winnebago? 
Like, would I know um, it? That is a great question. How about you give me an underground check? Uh, 14. Uh, um, um, if it's okay with you, Mallow, I'm going to say he at least recognizes the you and the Winnebago by reputation. I mean, we've been in town for a couple of days, so if he's anywhere yeah. near Solace, he's probably seen it. Yeah. It kind of sticks out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, you absolutely recognize this. You you couldn't name the guy, but you you recognize the Winnebago and Galen as an individual that's been around town for a little bit. Okay, if I recognize it and there's not been too much of a dust up around it, uh, no, dog is gonna be interested and you know laughing to himself. He's gonna you know he already fired his pistol into the air, so that's out. But he's also gonna take out his very crude handmade machete in the other hand, just start kind of walking towards. Just to investigate, like, what's laughing at? What's going on over here? All right. So, yeah, you were a little ways out, kind of out where your truck was parked. So uh, if you just kind of start moseying on over that way, you're going to be moving towards the action. But you wouldn't, like, be there in this combat round or anything. And that's fine. Okay. That's fine with dogs. Not his problem okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs just hanging out. Uh, all right. And B, you were hiding behind a rock by a cactus. And you thought you were hiding great. And then all of this shit just happened. What, what's up? What do you want to do? <laughs> Being called out by dog. I put a little angry face in my glow next to dog's name. <laughs> just to make sure that I remember this moment. Okay. Um, but as I see these bikes roll up, I, uh, I get up close to the cactus and I do my, my best cactus impression. <laughs> <laughs> and I just try to stay as quiet as possible. Okay. And I'm still trying to just watch this shit show go down. And I point, like, I look over at Dog and I have, like, I'm going to have my pistol in my my upheld hand right here just in case he yells again so I can shoot him in the kneecap okay. so he'll be quiet okay um so you you are still in the same position the Winnebago pulled away from you that's fine um and you also see these other three individuals just like I described pull up get off the bikes scramble back to the bikes and take off they I'm have pretty- not seen not seen you at all. I'm muttering under my breath as quietly as possible, like, stupid motherfuckers, I hope at least one of these bikes dies so that I can get some primo salvage, because this is just one of the worst freaking nights. Um, okay, so that's going to take us back to top of the order. Galen, what's up? Um, so... Galen's going to spend his movement getting up because I imagine with all this swerving and stuff like that, he was not ready. Uh, Yeah, absolutely not. And he kind of fell on the couch. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's going to kind of like lean around the couch and like open a window. Okay. And can I see anything that's chasing us? If I open Um, a window? Yes, absolutely. At this point... Um, the 
you see three desert dirt bikes. Uh huh. I see. Um, I see a trail at least. You see the trail. Yeah. Um. You've got the the rear lights from the Winnebago. You see their headlights. Yeah. Got it. You okay. can see all three of them clearly. No problem. Um, I, I think we're just gonna take some shots in that direction to try to slow them down. Cause Do uh, you know she's got to where it counts, but he's not gonna outrun these. Unfortunately. All right. So you've got three of them out there. Are you going to target all of them or just one of them? I, I can only take two shots. So I'm just going to target okay. one of them and just take a couple pot shots. Cool. Oh, dear. Beat a 13. Uh, well, I got an 18 and a natural 20. Woof. All right. So were you. Were you just more pot shotting towards yeah. the person or the bike? Uh, I'm trying to aim center mass. Center to try mass. to knock them off, but I've got a, okay. I still got a roll location because I didn't aim aim. Yeah, you didn't aim aim. Okay, so give me the natural twenty location first. So I will have hit him in the right arm for fourteen damage. Woof! All right. Bye bye, bye, bye arm. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Identico. We target limbs a lot. I don't want them following me. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate for him. The second shot's cool. also in the right arm. Oh my god, you just shot this kid's arm off. Yeah, I've done enough damage to completely blow it away. Oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Alright, so... <laughs> arm burger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. So you saw three bikes coming up behind you. Kind of one kind of like delta formation, like one was up front, two were kind of behind. You just took two random shots out. You hit this poor kid. He wasn't even wearing armor. This dude was like, that's his fault. That's it, totally his fault. <laughs> this was this was like one of one of the kids from Borderlands with just the gas mask, bare chest. You know, he was he, but it was just a skull, you know, on theme. It was just a skull. Uh, and he, he, you know, I'll paint it up in the chest. He's all scary. And he, he was probably doing one of those like, let's go guys. And he has one arm up and you just <laughs> shoot this thing clean off. <laughs> kid, kid is so shocked. The, the bike just <laughs> the other two bikes hit him. <laughs> spinning through the air, massive collision. Fireball explosion. B, you just saw three bikes explode that you could probably go salvage. And uh, now it's Droll's turn. Well. <laughs> love this. Throw these guys behind me. They're gone. Whatever. Um, so I'm gonna. So as I'm. Am I still driving this thing? Susan uh, Bryce. Galen, did you kick her out, or is she still in charge? I'm still straddling this thing here. She still got okay. it at the moment, yeah. Yeah, because Galen was shooting out the window. Yep, you're driving. Okay, can't uh, sidearm, so I'm gonna <laughs> glance down at the uh, radar sonar thing. Okay, the, so the you tech readouts. You you heard the explosion and you see the blossom of heat behind you. You don't. You can intuit that it's a big explosion, and and that's that's it. 
Anybody around me, immediate vicinity? Who do I need um, to get with this car? <laughs> so, uh, I, I forgot about the other two for a second. I was so caught up in the explosions. Um, okay, yeah. So you, the 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 big brute dude that you hit. Uh, you can see him still trying to chase behind you, but he's running on foot and you're outpacing him. Um, and since you've been moving quickly, kind of at the very edge of the the radar sonar scanner, you can see another heat signature, probably that kid. But he's he's not like, no, there's no threat moving towards you in your immediate vicinity. That's a way easier way to say that. Cool. Um, so she is at this point going to take her leg off from the other seat, sit firmly in the driver's seat. <laughs> well, I, uh, and it's going to kind of look over, look over at Galen and say, well, I guess this is kind of doing this shit. <laughs> and I'm going to keep driving. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I am, I'm going to make a roll here for this poor kid. Well, if, uh, if this was a movie, I think we would, we, the camera would pan away from the, the scene of the action and with the, the light of the explosion as a backdrop, we see this kid uh, who, who was trying to be such a big shot kind of stand up a little bit, holding his head where he got shot. There's still blood coming down. And you just see him sigh. <laughs> and, We've made a lifelong villain now. And oh, no. trot, trot off screen into the desert, <laughs> oh, never to be seen again. All right, so uh, let's 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 cut over to B and Dog. So all of this stuff just happened. There was a, the, a big old explosion, uh, and there's a Winnebago driving off into the distance. How do you, how you feeling? What's going on? Uh, you know I was hiding. Why the hell did you shout for me? Shit job of hiding. Listen, next time you break my any of my cover, I'm taking your kneecaps with me and I'm wearing them as earrings. Whatever, looking for the same things. I ain't gonna pay for it from you if I can find it myself. Just trying to build stuff. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, if you want, you can help me salvage these bikes, but you get one and I get the rest. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's fine. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you think was in that Winnebago with them shifty folk? Good driver, some people, I don't know, guns probably, being out here. Clearly. wonder if they have any money. I wonder <laughs> if they need any gadgets. They gonna have money if we don't go get them backs. Well, that's true. All right, well, if you help me, I'll uh, have my friend Ferdy make you up some food when we get back to the Solace. Shoot, I like food, okay? 
All right. So we're just gonna, I mean, I'm gonna set to salvage in the bikes. Okay. And I don't know what dog's doing. <laughs> uh, dog would probably hop, like walk over, hop in his pickup and drive over to the bikes to toss one in the bed. Um, B, what did B drive out into the Waysan for, for scavenging? Does she have another pickup truck? What, what's, is she on a bicycle? What's she got? A motorcycle with a sidecar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like B may need some help hauling some stuff. I said there was food in it for you. All right, that's fine. That's 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 fair. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> so you've got the wreckage of three desert-kitted dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 you recognize shit-quality bikes. Like, these have clearly been rebuilt and broken down multiple times. Uh, you've worked on similar things. This is nothing you haven't seen before. Uh, they've all been decorated with bone fragments and skulls, very on theme to whatever this little gang was trying to do. Uh, speaking of the gang, uh, there's definitely some body parts you got to shake off of some of these bikes. Uh, it's a little messy. I'm taking those with me too. They're also salvage. Okay. They got gloves. I need some gloves. Always need extra gloves. I, I have this one. It has a sixth finger hole. I don't know what that's about. You got two. I got two hands. I need a second glove. All right. I'll keep looking. I just, this bone armor is new. Probably build something weird out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these, these three, these three dudes who are dead, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they're, they're pretty messed up. <laughs> But uh, they, they all were, you know, bare chested, war paint, uh, skull type helmet. And they had uh, like heavy work pants and boots with bones strapped all over them. Uh, they also were all carrying basically a crowbar, but like an extra saw blade was like zip tied on the top trying to look scary practical yeah pick up one of those just like on the there. side yeah You're like isn't this so cute it's look a little loose trying to do. <laughs> since it went through the explosion it's a little loose so it kind of rattles <laughs> just not great shake not... it like a maraca like, <laughs> 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 and then toss it back into the onto the ground because clearly that's useless <laughs> Yeah. All right. So it it takes, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes probably to load this all st- the stuff all up in the truck. And you can, are you going to head back to Salas? I mean, between the two of us, at least for B, I don't want to speak for Dog, but I have plenty of things to go through right now. All right. Break down, get Ferdy to get some cooking done. Did the uh, Winnebago drive off? It did. Okay, then yeah, I'll head back. Okay. Um, let's cut back to the Winnebago. Uh, 
Is Drawl still driving or has Galen taken back over? Uh, that's up to Drawl, really. This shit is so fun. You did not <laughs> tell me that being the getaway guy was the coolest job ever. Why am I doing? What am I doing? I should be doing this well, all you, the time. You make a you make a mighty fine getaway, girl. Let me tell you now. <laughs> that was some fancy driving right there. Completely by chance. Let me assure you, I've never done this before in my life. <laughs> There's a time, time for everything. Indeed. So the to be clear, no one left currently chasing us as Mox sticks a head out the window <laughs> to look. Because no one so told I, me. Yeah. Yeah, Galen, so Galen will just kind of like oh. calmly sit on the couch now and watch you put this thing together and just look at you and be like, that's mighty fine impressive. But uh, he looks down at his watch. He's like, we needed that about two hours ago. I... I, I want I want it to happen like Mox was so insist focused on getting it together and then he pulls it up profit and <laughs> and he he brings it out the back window already and y'all are like ten miles away from the fight at this point. <laughs> uh right before getting ten miles away, uh <laughs> Mox would have smelled the explode Yes. The results of the explosion just gone. <sighs> And then after sticking his head out the window for a little bit, the hair slightly receding, blowing back like a dog for a little bit, he leans up against the side of the Winnebago, the interior wall against, uh, across from Galen. I'll go, play Casey Gem. And from the Doberman, Driving that train high <laughs> on cocaine. And he's just. Is, is it like in Lilo and Stitch? And does his mouth open up and that's where the speaker comes out? I mean, that's a DM call <laughs> if that's the tech, man. <laughs> um, is there. So I know that I it's it. hard to get plant things to smoke. Is Are there synthetic cigarettes or the equivalent? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. So that's like as soon as the music starts playing, just. There was this whole thing with a guy and a plant. It, it happened on, uh, out on the West Coast. Y'all, y'all probably didn't hear about it. <laughs> mm. All right, you guys. Huh? <laughs> so, and Galen will just look at Mox as he's as he's taking a drag and all like that. And he just so that's what you scientist types do. You get into fights and smoke stuff. No, we're not fucking normally. Oh. This isn't exactly how I chose to spend my Wednesday, you know. <laughs> you want one? Yes. I got a few extra. Digs out another and as you kind of hit a uneven patch, stumbles a little walking up to <laughs> where Drawl is and hands you one. <laughs> What's your deal, deal anyway? What are you little shit? Funny enough, I was thinking about asking you all the same question because um, looks around the Winnebago, which I'm sure has inside of it indications of your profession. You know, your supplies, yeah. 
Go ahead and tell us in the inside of the Winnebago. What's it look like, Galen? <laughs> it's uh, it looks like it's still coming out of the 2070s in terms of style. Lot of okay. lot of uh, brown lush carpet. Uh, a lot of dirty dishes in the uh, in the sink. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like kind of a rundown bachelor pad <laughs> inside at the okay. moment. Uh, okay. You know, it's very spacious though. It's it's cozy. It's cozy. Um, so, as Mox walks back and stumbles again, sliding down the interior wall, because and please don't take this personally. Looking around here, I'm not exactly convinced that um you were that interested in what I was selling. So why don't we, all three of us, cut the bullshit? You threw a fucking knife out the door and hit someone. You made things go boom, which for the record, I approve of that. But somehow I'm not, this isn't adding up to my brain, you see. And Galen will take out his glow and then kind of lay, like set it out horizontally and have Mox's image comes up with the bounty uh, oh, piece on it. Oh, shit, how much am I worth? <laughs> well, you're worth, you're worth 20000 to me alive. 20000 really? And he still has the gun in his right mm-hmm. hand, uh, and he kind of leans in a little bit closer to Mox, and he's like, but the thing that you're carrying, and he points back to the, the stuff with him and all like that, he's like, that's the real deal. So, so, um, and the thing that he's carrying, by the way, about yay big and not literally held together with duct tape, but you wouldn't be that surprised if it were a, you know, functional ingredient to the recipe. Um, Well, yes, I understand why they want that. What is it, by the way? Well, assuming my calculations were correct and I didn't screw anything up along the way, you know, it's, um... Wait a minute. You're hired to get this from me and you'll know what it is? I don't ask questions. I just get what they ask me to get. In this case, it's you. And what you carry. Is that a, um, required package deal? I am, you know, assuming that you know, one of them would have become mysteriously separated from the other, would the other be able to leave? He kind of glances an eye over the draw while she's driving, and he goes, I ain't taking those chances. Eh, fuck. I get the feeling this is about to get very complicated. So, um, I'm coming with you then, am I? What you just saw, you don't want to happen to yourself. So, let's be friends for a little while and we'll have a discussion once we get back to town. How about it? You see as he starts to reach for something, like his hand just kind of subconsciously goes to a pouch on the side of his leg and then yeah we can have a discussion I'm sure that's fine um, got anything to drink around me hmm? 
Galen pulls out a like half drunk bottle of whiskey. Not good whiskey, mind you, but whiskey. And kind of just gently tosses it over to Galen. <laughs> to Mox. Um, oh, I'm sorry, to Mox. Sorry. <laughs> as he he tosses it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of many name swaps of the game. <laughs> and yeah. as he uncorks it, Friend of the Devil comes on after Casey Jones. Well, if to an eventful night, eh? It's certainly, it's certainly a lot more eventful than what I thought it was going to be. And he takes a sip. And then he gets that kind of like, as you know, you drink some very cheap whiskey. <laughs> oh, it's good for you. Yeah, they say well, it puts hair in your chest, right? And after you hand it back for him to have another swig, he pushes himself up and hands it to Drawl. Mm. You know, apparently they used to have rules about doing that while you were driving crazy, isn't it? The thing they used to worry about. <laughs> Some of them still do. And she she <laughs> takes it and hands it back. Oh, God, we've got to get you some better shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not shit. <laughs> It'll get it done. <laughs> And okay. before before he takes the last swig of it, he is here's to a uh, here's to a fruitful relationship. He takes yeah, here to making you twenty thousand richer on my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers to that. Or yeah. the equivalent amount of information? Question mark. <laughs> so the three of you drive through the night, <clears throat> and uh, you return to Solace. As you pull up, there is uh, on the desert floor, you can see ahead of you stretching out into the night uh, in that kind of purpley black of that real dark outside with no light pollution. You can see the night sky uh, and you can see that there is a deep, deep canyon stretching out ahead of you. Wow, that was my camera. Whoops. <laughs> if you had 3D glasses, it would have been great, kids. Whoa. We're going to go back to the early 2000s where that was a thing on television. Can we please? Very special week of 3D. Uh, I was just talking about that. Today. Live streaming. Uh, so this canyon is stretching off far, far, far in the distance, miles and miles and miles. But ahead of you on the desert floor, you see the warm lights clearly just coming from fire of a small settlement. Uh, Drawl, this is your home base. Uh, Galen kind of has been your guest for a couple days coming uh, uh, to do this job with you, calling in a favor from you. Um, Mox, you have been out here wandering around the desert doing stuff, but you've never been to this specific settlement. Uh, so as the Winnebago pulls up, very classic, typical, tropey, Wild West cowboy settlement. Um, small ramshackle buildings, 
one is clearly the center of town because it's bigger, um, a tavern of some sort, probably. Uh, you can see a handful of small outbuildings for food storage, outhouses, some smaller shacks where people live. Uh, you can see some uh, stables for some livestock. Seems pretty run of the mill. Um, Drawl, you get out of the Winnebago and walk basically straight through the town, ignoring it. Uh, Galen, you are following in Drawl's footsteps. Mox, you're a little bit puzzled because you heard them talking about coming to a town to finish up business, and now you're basically ignoring this town. And Galen will put his his pistol away and just kind of play cool. You know, so long as Mox plays cool, he'll play cool because we're just kind of making our way through the town. And you get to kind of the back end of town from where you're walking. You've walked through what would you think of very stereotypically as a main street. And you get to a building that is run down and abandoned by the look of it from the outside. But Drawl, you walk up to it and you hit a panel and it responds biometrically and it slides to the side and you tap in a code and uh, the ground in front of you parts and you walk onto a little platform that then descends into the ground. Yes. As Drawl is punching info into this, <laughs> Mox wants to try to get away and hide. No, you messed up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll you, okay? Okay, so let's, let's do an initiative check. Not to start combat, but just to see who's got the drop on who. Ah, shit. Um, That's a quick draw. Right, you do have quick draw. Bringing out the big guns. And so it's hard to stealth, but then do it so she doesn't see me leaving. Well, what what would Mox do? Would he try to find a shadow to duck into or would he? His goal is shadow duck in, make his way back to where the Winnebago was parked and steal it. (laughs) Okay, so. Okay, so we'll continue with the initiative check just to see who would act first. Okay. Draw has quick draw. You got a 12. Galen, what'd you get? Got a 16. Okay, so (laughs) both Drawl and Galen, as you're standing there, you see Mox start to book. (laughs) And he gets like two paces out and both of you can react before he gets too far away. As he gets just a couple paces away, the lower 
half of his right leg, that mechanical one, looks like it just locks up for a second. (laughs) And as he's running, he goes expecting it to extend and just... Shit, shit, fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um, There was beautiful scenery over this way, I've noticed. It's a lovely town you have here. Um, We going? Just fucking don't. Keep your voice down. There are families. Okay? And Excuse the fuck out of me! <laughs> wow. Ooh, it's got spice. Galen will step behind Mox and just give him a light little shove to remind him that he's at least a head or two, I think, above Mox at that point. Uh, and just kind of get him toward going towards the where we need him to go. And as you push him, Mox is still like just hammer fisting on the <laughs> connection point of his like, what you stupid fucking thing. <laughs> so uh, as as Galen's getting it under control, I just reach in. This is supposed to be quiet and easy. What have you brought into my home, friends? What? Is money hopefully? Let's try to keep it. Let's try to keep it between the lines. How about it? Okay. <sighs> Gonna go and in, go into my my place. <laughs> All right. So you get back to the platform and it descends into the cliffside. Uh, above you, the the doors slide shut again. Internal lights kick on. It's very well lit. And you descend and you descend and you descend. It's moving quickly, but you still descend for a while. And then you hear that classic elevator ding. You feel it come to a rest. Uh, the doors slide open. You exit the elevator. Drawl, obviously this is your home. This isn't anything to you. Galen, you've been here a couple days, but it's still surprising to you. Mox, you've never been here before. You walk out of the elevator and you are blinded almost with solace. It towers above you, thrumming with life and light. Ahead of you stretches a wide promenade full of vendors, food carts, entertainment, and more people than you could have ever imagined living this far out in the wastes. You hear music, talking, arguing, laughing, the sounds of thriving life. Above the street, built into and onto the walls of the canyon, are an expanding mass of homes and businesses crafted out of everything from shipping containers to scrapped aircraft. They are piled on top of each other almost haphazardly. If you stare too long, you get a sense of vertigo as you see the construction extend further and further out as it climbs the canyon walls. Drawl leads you through the chaos and up a short flight of stairs to... What is your destination, Drawl? Drawl lives in... um and just, it's a pretty standard a shipping container size size home. Um, when you walk in, after you go through um, a, a door that requires 
biometric entry, um, which seems out of place, sort of, in this in this metal and music laden area. Um, and when you go inside, you see everything just laid out right there. Bed is right in the middle. Um, it is a pallet basically on the floor, but it looks comfortable. Um, it's got two curtains in front of it, um, seemingly as if to block it off from other spaces. You have a basic little kitchenette style area. Um, looks barely functioning. The water doesn't appear to be running at the time. Um, she also has what looks like a, just a metal rack that has a radar on it that monitors the outside of her door. Um, she has two, count them, two um, metal bars that go over the inside of the door. Um, and there are what look to have been potentially plants um, in these little pots in the corner, now completely and totally withered, the skeletons of what, what they once were. Um, there are a couple books on the ground, um, some pillows here and there, blankets, but overall a pretty bare space, but comfortable. And I'm gonna say it's probably midnight-ish when you get back to Drawl's place. Um, Galen, you have a contact for the bounty, but you got to reach out to them and the three of you can hang out in this super cool studio apartment. So while we cut over, uh, Galen will do some of that, you know, reaching out, trying to get things squared away. Sure. Um, um, would you call or text or video chat? Uh, Galen is a more of a texter. Good. Yeah, he's not more of a caller. Good. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So uh, you've you've got a a number on your glow that you can send a message to. What do you send? Um, just very basic. Target acquired. Ready for handoff. Um. Almost instantly, you've got, you see the three dots of the, the reply being sent. And uh, it, it comes back. Um, well done. 30 minutes. The Farbly. And I show the text message to Drawl and I go, do you know where this is? I assume she does. Do. She super does. I do be knowing that. <laughs> Good. Good space to meet. Fantastic. Got anything to drink? Oh, I assume along the way, as long as you're ready to grab and go, I don't expect we'll be loitering. That's probably not a bad idea. So, gotta ask. And I know you like your secrecy, and I don't usually like to pry, don't usually like to ask where they come from, but this fucking guy's in my house. No offense, fucking guy. Oh, yeah, none taken. So, he just seems like a regular guy. What's his deal? Okay, yeah. 
Are you speaking of me in the third person right now? Bro, can you just for a second? <laughs> Kaylin, Kaylin will kind of lean a little bit and talk a little bit quieter and he goes, they said he's got a package with him, but that package was dangerous and that's what they want. But and he kind of oh, like sorry. looks over at the duct taped box that is there and he goes, I'm no tech person, but that is not a dark wave generator, right? Can't be, right? A dark wave generator? Are you shitting me? Would everyone take a breath here? I didn't bring it here. Can I just point that out? I didn't want it to be here. I didn't want to be here myself. You brought it here. It's on your ass. Listen, I'm a simple innocent bystander. I just drive the car, remember? So level with me on this. Do you or do you not actually have a fucking dark wave generator in my in my fucking house? In my beautiful t- Do you or do you In theory, yes. Haven't been field tested yet. Uh, look, it was, uh, this is mostly a prototype, and, you know, by selling this one, I could fund further research to perfect the process. <clears throat> Science is a lengthy and complicated process full of many errors and product testing. <clears throat> what would we- is there is any way for me to do some sort of like bullshitometer check, or <laughs> am I smart enough to get that he's he's full of that? What's he fired up with science? Is I think. <laughs> Sorry, this is too good. Um, do you? <laughs> You want to make an insight insight check against science bullshit? That would be lovely. Um. Yeah, so with th- my persuasion was a five. <laughs> I got a ten. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, yeah, draw. Um, well, let me ask you first, draw. Um, you know what a dark wave generator is. Are you? Let me rephrase that. How? How much does Drawl know about like the mechanics side of things? The engineering, the electronics? I've got a god for that. I just oh. know what it can do. And gotcha. that it can fetch a price. Okay. And that it can often be misused, and I don't want that either. Right. Okay. So looking at the thing, other than it looking super shitty, you have no idea if what is built and is he's holding is legit or not but your skill of reading people interacting with people you know that there's some sort of bullshit happening what did you name it did i what did you give it a name Fuck question that. You ask me if I named because like what do you want me to name it? Like Alice? Because you sound like a fucking crazy person, okay? <laughs> Are you sure that you're qualified enough to make it a functional de- listen, I understand, I understand trial. 
They said Copernicus was crazy too, eh? Galileo, you know? So many of us have been called crazy. So to be called that by a Luddite, such as yourself, might not be, you know, that big of an insult to me, if you'll excuse me for not taking your judgment to heart. Oh, you better sit the fuck down. Okay? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Luddite, watch your fucking mouth. Okay? In my house, at the very least. What you do outside these doors, what you say outside these doors, is Galen's problem. But while you're in my house, you will be obedient. You I'm, hear trying, that? I'm trying to be a, be a fancy pants McGrath. As you I'm say, be as you say, be obedient. He stares at you for a second, then looks down at Argus, the Doberman. You hear that? You better listen. See, I'm, he'll be good, don't worry. I can obedient for you. What's his name again? Argus, A R G O S. Argus, play Red Sector A by Rush. <laughs> and it starts playing. Starts doing it. And she, she crosses her arms and she gives a little crook of a smile and she goes, ah, I knew you'd be useful. And she is going to plop down on her bed. Galen. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out, time Did you just ask him to play Rush? Yeah, yeah. why not? Don't you like the classics? classics? He I'm turns his long forgotten classics at this stage. He angles his upper torso a little bit and you see tattooed on his upper arm is the skeleton with the roses in the hair from the Grateful Dead <laughs> album. And then she she scoops up and she says crisscross applesauce hands on her crisscross applesauce. Uh, you can tell I was a teacher. Um, You're an adult. Hands on hands Still on works. knees. Hands on her knees and leans towards Galen. Galen. What? Can't you keep? Can we keep him? <laughs> no, not Mox. Sit the fuck down. What's up, man? No, can't we keep him? Let's so get our money, and then we'll see if we can keep old dipshit McGeefen. <laughs> they just need the box, right? They don't need the guy, right? Let's ask. What's the worst? Huh? Gonna, you know these people better than I do. What's the worst they're going to say? Yeah, the worst thing they'll say is, nah, and they'll go all separate ways and we won't work together anymore. But there's plenty of money to be had elsewhere. Trust me, mouths run. The worst they're going to say of nah? Those are some of the nicest people offering 20,000 bounty. <laughs> Meh. Well, they control the money, they control the street, they control, doesn't really matter one way or the other. If they don't like something, they don't like something. Oh, oh wait, 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 stop, stop. This is a drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> we wait for 20 minutes. Neil is the greatest driver alive. Oh, sad. <laughs> That's that oh. oh. All right, so you've got a great jam session. And uh, it's just about time to have to leave to walk over to the bar. And uh, you make your way there. Uh, dog and B. You got back to Solace with your prizes. And what did you do after? Where'd you drop them off? Uh, what'd you do? 
Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna direct Dog to uh, drive his jalopy on over to the back of my shop. Um, I'm assuming there is a way to get a vehicle or two. Oh, absolutely. Into the actual. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the lift that Drawl and them took, that's just one of several personal lifts. And of course, there are a dozen vehicle lifts all along the canyon. You could also like drive down if you really wanted to, but that would be dumb. Take the elevator. Hey, fine. The elevator is great. Uh, yeah. I'm going to park my motorcycle and sidecar next to the, the jalopy and kind of like bop to music in my own headphones while I'm looking over at Doc like, yeah, yep. yeah, like just chilling, waiting for the elevator to go down. And then I'll take point and drive him on over to the shop and right. ask, hey, Doc, will you uh, help me unload? Also, I already promised you food. I'll get you some drinks, too. You know we're going to the Farbly. How, how many drinks? I suppose if you want, like, up to five, it'll be fine. Make it six and we're good. All right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> 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 All right, so... Are you going to unload all the stuff there and head right to the bar? I mean, yeah, it's it's salvage night. I'm already okay. going to be looking grimy as hell anyways. It's Oh, fine. yeah, no one cares. Yeah. Uh, B's kind of just chill with kind of going with the with the explosion <laughs> blowback in her hair still. Uh, you know, a little bit of desert dust on oh, yeah. on, on their clothes. This, this is totally normal. And, and yeah, fine. the most of the people that live in Solace are very much scavengers, rebuilders, traders. Um, Solace is both a safe haven for people that need to get out of other people's search parameters if they need to. Um, it is a waypoint for travelers out in the wastes. Um, it's kind of whatever anybody needs as long as they know the right people to find it. Uh, that little ramshackle town up top you all know is very much a way to vet people who shouldn't be there and kind of protect the secret. Um, you also know that a lot of what's in some of the buildings in Solace exists to keep Solace off the radar. So you know this is a safe place. Uh, you know you're among people you can trust. Uh, anyone who comes into Solace pretty much is assumed to be there. They're allowed to be there, so it's, it's safe. It, it's not like in the metroplexes where you're kind of going to lock lock yourself down and, and not trust the people around you. It's a very com it's a very vibrant community. Um, th there's not much of like 
real wood and plants just because it's hard to have that kind of thing as a reality. But there's enough of that. There's enough synthetic. People are trying to live organically and creatively. There's artists, there's communes. This is a, a real cool place to be in this cyberpunk hellscape uh, that the world is right now. So you drop off the salvage. You drop off the bodies. No one cares. Yes. I am going to take one of the arms that I found that has the bone armor on it, and I'm going to bring it to the far black because I have some questions and I'm sure, you know, somebody there will know <laughs> what the hell this is. I I want you, yes, and I want you to walk from your place to the bar just with this arm just I'm over gonna your shoulder. I'm going to people that I know with the hand and be like, oh, yes! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Did you bring that thing in my goddamn truck? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry about it. I, I put all the body parts in my sidecar. You know, I, I know you don't like cleaning up blood. I kind of believe you, but I kind of don't. That's seven beers. <laughs> seven beers and uh, some of those free bar peanuts. <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. Yes, that's fine. All right, so the two of you get to the bar. Tell us about the bar as you walk in from this stroke of luck, this wonderful night of salvage. So the Farbly is actually has the sign, the barfly up top. However, mm -hmm. all of the locals here call it the Farbly because, you know, we're clever, we're artsy, we're creative, and we just think it's kind of funny. And it's a stylized kind of like an old West saloon that you would find in the decoy town up top because yep. Artie, one of the the barkeeps, the owners there, just has a really wicked sense of humor. So, you know, we have the the barrel tables and the the person playing the piano in the background with ragtime, but it's totally recording, you know? They're just sitting there because they're hammered as shit and hammering away the keys. <laughs> um, it's always yeah. someone different who yes. just thinks they... <laughs> yes. I'm amazing at this. Yes, and they always... I never knew I could play the piano. Yes. Um, <laughs> it just makes sense. It does, it does. You know, you just sit down and you're a prodigy, especially after one of them drinks that they sling you down the bar. <laughs> um, and they definitely, it's like a long bar, like yeah. runs the whole length wow. of the building. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and it does have those Old West saloon doors too. So uh, B is going to walk up to the doors and Spartan kick them open with the, the arm in bone <laughs> armor slung over her shoulder. Be like, hey guys, hey Farty, you got anything to eat? I got a feed dog here. Uh, how's everybody doing? And she's just gonna like go over and start high-fiving people at some of the tables. Cause she knows these people. She grew up here. She was found by these people. So they are her people. Are, are you high-fiving them with this dead arm you're carrying? Yeah. Good. I feel like uh, it's not I'm the first time. To do it again. Hey, hey, B, B. Yes, just, what, dog? Just, 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 come over just a second. Okay. 
Now, you know that I'm fine walking around at a nine all the time. But maybe this with the with the arm, maybe we just bring it down to a six. I lower the arm a little bit. blood everywhere. And I put my other hand over the, the end of the arm. And I do tiny high fives with it now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take that as a W. It's all about compromise, dog. Not unlike how you should maybe not call me out when I'm in cover. I thought we settled this. I'm not paying for no goddamn scrap that I can find myself, especially when I've established it as my hunting ground. (laughs) Established what? You just peed on one of the cactuses. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it works. Read a nature book. Just because your name is Doug doesn't mean you get to act like one. Anyways, I'm going to go and get a drink. If you want to go and act all sore about having to, like, share your salvage out of the desert that, you know, we all share, fine. But you can do it over in that corner. And I'm going to pat him on the head with the disembodied hand. (laughs) Fucking gross. Listen, I did not name myself. Dorothy McNiles did. And do not, do not talk bad about her. She's a saint. (laughs) God damn it. Give me my beer, please. That's manners, please. please. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot one of the beers over with the hand over the dog and pack. Put that away. Put on the shoulder. It's okay, dog. Here's your here's your first of seven. Don't you worry about a thing. And uh, tell me a little bit about Ferdy. Who, who's Ferdy as the bartender? Ferdy is. Um, a person who has three cybernetic limbs. I often will, you know, go and check on Aunt Ferdy because servos kind of go out every once in a while. Uh, they sometimes like to appear very, like, bodacious and has, you know, really, really curvaceous qualities. And sometimes Ferdy just uh, feels like walking in in a trench coat wearing a doffer and slinging some beer. Either way, you just don't cross Ferdy. <laughs> so tonight, Ferdy, and oh, sorry. Um, how old do you think Ferdy is? Ballpark. Ferdy, I think Ferdy might be in- In B's best guess. Oh, B, B is one of those people that if you're older than B, then you're ancient. And if you're younger <laughs> gotcha. than B, then you're a baby. So okay. Ferdy is We're going to get along great, I'm sure. I yeah. worship Ferdy. Okay. All right. How tall that's, is the hair is the question. How so tall, tall is the hair? Okay. Okay. So tonight, tonight, unless there's a temper. Right. Tonight, Ferdy has... Styled their hair up in a big gelled pompadour. They are wearing probably what used to be like a crisp white shirt, but it's been worn over the years. Still looks nice, though. It's still clean. Um, buttoned up. Nice big, nice bow tie, well tied. Uh, matching suspenders. Their, uh, their sleeves are rolled up. You can see the cybernetics on their arms. Um... They waved to you as you entered, but they were busy with a couple customers. And then you start doing all that shit with this 
cut off arm that you're carrying around. Ferdy, uh, as, as you come back to get some beers, Ferdy is bringing you also a, a big bowl of snacks, just generic peanuts, crackers, chips. They put it on the table. B. Why are you bringing a cutoff arm up in my bar? I thought it'd be good for questioning people. And I also thought it might make you laugh. Also, I mean, if you, you ever wanted to swap out your other arm, you could have I, two. I don't, I don't want no bloody ass, cut off, dirty arm. You're bleeding on my floor. I, no. Ferdy, I know where the mop is. I will clean it up for you, I promise. I tried to tell her. Doc, you get out of here. I was going to reach over and grab pie. the snacks. Slide them over. Free snacks. All right. All right. Clean up the blood. Don't cause yes, no more trouble tonight. Well, you want some dinner? Yes, I got, please. I got chili. I got some sandwiches. And that's it. One of each for each of us, please. I promised Doc some food. I also right. told him you could have seven beers, but if you like, I don't know, short him like three, I think he'll be too drunk to notice anyways. I'm right next to you. I can hear you. I don't know what you're doing. This is not very secretive. That was Doc. not a very good stealth roll right there. You, Doc, you, you, got, you got B to say you get seven beers on, on their tab? Yep. Uh, yes, she did. She said that. In fact, uh, I, um, I will testify also, to that in the court of law. He also blew my cover while I was salvaging out there because he peed on a cactus and says all the desert's his. So I don't know what he's <laughs> thinking been right spot. now. <laughs> Should have been Fer in my spot. Ferdy does a very uh, a, a gesture you are very familiar with of just pinching the bridge of their nose and asking you to be quiet. Back table. No more trouble. I'll bring you food. Y'all play nice. Thank you, Ferdy. For the record, I ain't causing no trouble. I'm just getting what <laughs> I was agreed to. But <laughs> I'm just at, saying. At table. I All right, fair. Thanks bar. for the chili sandwich. To high five, Ferdy. And do the. So Please. Okay. I, I ain't touching no dead arm. I high five myself with the arm <laughs> and I go to the back table. Wash your hands before you eat. OK, party. Thank you. And uh, that is settling down as Drawl and Galen and Mox are entering the bar. So um, go ahead, Drawl. Oh, no, you're OK. Go ahead. No, we just. Oh, is there any other tables available? Oh, yeah. Literally yeah. any other table. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the friends. <laughs> so this, this is a very big establishment. It is after midnight. It is hopping. That's that's a term we can use, right? Um, it's it's a hopping place. It's they're jump, they're jump jiving and wailing. Uh... That being said, most people are at the bar itself. The tables and the booths, such as they are, are mostly free. 
and everything is mismatched. You know, you've got a table that is literally just a barrel with a, a pl- piece of plywood screwed into it. You've got an actual table that was probably ripped out of like an airplane at some point. Uh, you've got the back of a pickup truck that's been cut off and turned over to, to, for the flat parts of the table. Like it's it's just gorgeously rustic, mismatched and crazy. As we uh, find a location for the three of us to sit or as we're approaching, uh, Mox is just going to look at the two of you and say, so, um, one of you at least has making 20,000 tonight. I'm not bitter about that, but maybe you could grab, you know, me a drink, you know, since I'm the only one not making any profit here. Galen will get up and begrudgingly go over to the bar and start getting beers. Oh, thank you. Very generous of you. <laughs> and Galen, since you've been there for a couple days, you are at least on speaking terms with Ferdy. Mm, OK, so you know who Ferdy is. You recognize him. They recognize you had not kind of thing while well, they get you the beers. Good, good. I return later with three just, you know, mugs of, of ale. Uh, I set them down. As I start to kind of look over the room, um, it's uh, it's one of those things where do do we see like the contacts? Do I know what they look like, or am I expecting them to come up and be like, "That's Mox, you've got my guy." Funny you should ask, <laughs> because as you are sitting down, Galen is very prepared for this job. <laughs> the 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 saloon doors swing open again and there there's that pause in the recorded music that just perfectly aligns with someone entering the room <laughs> two people walk in and you have never seen two people closing my tablet so I don't see what's on the screen right now. Uh, You've never seen two people stand out and be so mismatched ever in your life. You've got one person, uh, a gentleman, looks like he walked out of a corporate catalog. Black suit. Perfectly uh, crisp and clean, black shirt, black tie, silk, swept back hair, uh, wearing very small, very circular sunglasses, kind of down his nose a little bit. Um, five, eight, five, nine, uh, shiny black shoes. You can see your reflection in them. Just like corporate through and through without even a second's glance. Uh, Behind... What was that? Oh, my cat's on the floor. Uh, Behind that individual, very tall, muscular, broad-shouldered Amazon goddess. Uh, Long hair in multiple... 
uh, <laughs> blades and plaits kind of pulled back, like platinum blonde, uh, muscular, beautiful makeup, uh, ramrod straight, broad shoulders, wearing uh, like a, a suit jacket, perfectly cut, perfectly tailored, um, pants, high heels, drop dead gorgeous. Again, corporate as corporate as corporate can be. And Drawl immediately thinks, who let them in here? And Galen, you think that like a second later. <laughs> and they walk in, there's that pause in the music and then it keeps up, you know, some ragtime. And they look around the room. Everyone ignores them. Like everyone looks and says, oh, what the fuck, whatever, and ignores them. They scan the room, look over at you, make a a direct line to your table. And the shorter individual says, uh, he, he glances at the three of you, eyes lock on Galen. I believe we had a meeting. I am Donovan Siltz. Do you have the goods? Uh, Galen stands up and he's in like all black, like Mad Max style leathers uh, with a like a leather duster on. And he'll take the hat off and kind of hold it over his chest like that and reach out his hand. You know, he's Galen, Galen Gray. Nice to meet you. Um, please. Uh, you, you, ex you extend your hand and he does not shake it. Right. Uh, straight to the Classic. point. Got it. They also it. do not sit down. Uh, Galen will turn back to Mox. Mox at that exact instant when he's kind of, when Galen's kind of stammering and recovering from that, <laughs> just leans forward. You're doing great. <laughs> Galen will turn around and he'll look at Mox when he says that. And he's like, he uses his hat to go. Well, all right, now show him. Show him the goods. That's what they're here for. Well, you want me here? Well, here. It's the, it's the other stream, Lauren. <coughs> um, so, yeah. So, Mox, do you put the thing on the table? Uh, well, the first thing he says is, like, here? You, we're all sure about that. You, every, okay. The, the, the two other figures just look at you coldly, coolly, waiting. And... Yeah, um, so this is it. Um, you will see here that um, it's still a, it's a bit of a work in progress. But, you know, we call this the beta. You know, this is where we start. You know, we need some uh, feedback. You know, maybe some bug reports or thing like that. Um, but, yeah, uh, you... Very smart to get in on the ground level for this, <laughs> telling you. The figure that introduced themselves as Donovan just tips their head to the side, and that big Amazon goddess reaches into her jacket, pulls out a glow, hits a couple buttons on the touchscreen, kind of holds it over the device you put on the table, waits a second, shows the screen to Galen, or... Donovan. Donovan looks at it, 
Yeah. Good, right? <laughs> what kind of bullshit are you trying to pull? What? I fucking Lucky said. Wait, me or him? Who are you upset at? And you know, that's what we're going to call it for tonight. <laughs> Amazing. All right. That was our first episode of Neon Trails. I hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you so much for watching on the stream. Thank you for people in the future who are going to be watching this. Uh, before we kick off tonight, let's go around the horn and let everybody give a shout out and promotions. We will start with Mallow. Uh, if you would like to follow us uh, and follow more of what I do, both inside and outside of Identico, follow me at the Mallow Man literally everywhere uh, on the planet. Uh, that's M-A-L-L-O-M-A-N-O-W. Uh, and uh, check me out there. All right. Uh, Wild, what you got? Uh, well, uh, sorry, Amazon lady. Um, That's <laughs> very distracting, wasn't it? I, yeah. I stumbled into that one and I just kept going. That's the last part Whoa. of the episode I remember. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I just couldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um... I mean, you can always find me just about anywhere. Wildling011. If you want to see me as a exploding tamale slinging, uh, a riot starting, exploding knife having person, you can always check out uh, one of the <laughs> heyo, um, one of the other podcasts on Identico's YouTube. Uh, it is the Angel City Stories. I had a lot of fun with that, and I'm trying very hard not to, again, be Eve Tamales. So, <laughs> we're, we're taking a good swerve here. Thanks for coming in, guys. It's good to see you. Pete, what you got? Oh, what she said, what Mallow said. Don't follow me on social media. I post about hot dogs and I don't do anything. Go He's follow, not kidding. Go follow the Mallow Man and Wildling and play .com. Play this game. That's, He's that's fucking it. Meats. You guys are, yeah, Master Meats and Meme Witch. That's all I got. Thank you for tuning in. Next. <laughs> Lauren, can you recover and give us something? <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, yeah, da, 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 don't da, be sorry. <laughs> I don't think I can follow that. Um, I am Lauren. I do cosplay and modeling in my daily life. You can follow us on Thousand Faces Cosplay. We're always raising money for animal-based charities anywhere we go. Um, I know we're guesting at IchiCon in Denver at the end of the month. So if you want to see us in our face holes, come say hello. But... I warned you. <laughs> and the only thing I will add to that uh, is that we are also having another live stream game where I'm the DM and Lauren is playing Bodhi the Stoner Tortle yeah, in oh. Wild Beyond yeah. the Witch. Wild Beyond the Witchlight on Misty Mountain Streaming every Saturday at about 6 p.m. Central or so. We just did session three, so session four is coming up on Saturday if you want to see me as a player and her as one of my favorite characters of all time. Thank you for having us, guys. It's awesome to be here. You guys are so wonderful. The banter is so much fun. I'm loving this. Freaking excited. Appreciate it. Hello. Also, where am I beyond the witch light? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, Wild beyond the witch light? Yeah. Oh, that is... I know. Uh, You're going so places, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sorry I was trying to wait until so that we didn't get the echo um, 
but if you damn it woman if you go on to thousand faces cosplay or married and have been married for nine years can you tell um thousand faces cosplay on instagram our link will take you as a link to misty mountain streamings twitch we also just put the first episode up on our youtube thousand faces cosplay so you can watch there the others will be coming each week so we're on episode three on twitch but only episode one so far on youtube Wonderful. Nice. Uh, I am the Caleb G. You can follow me on the socials over there. You can also hear me in Chaos Incorporated right here. Same identical time, same identical channel. There you go. There you I was go. trying to do the Batman thing. I got it mixed up. Uh, next week, we will be back with just Dot in the studio telling us what Sitches has been up to week after that. We'll be back here with this wonderful group of people. And then after that, so we'll just be alternating weeks. Um, you can also hear me on Farm to Fable, which is one of our good friends from Michael from the RPG Academy's fan cast about Smallville doing a rewatch. If you care about Smallville, it's a great podcast to listen to because it's a fun rewatch. Uh, he puts those out at times that I don't remember, <laughs> but I'm going to be on it again soon because he just called me today. I was like, dude, can you be on the show? And I said, yes, because I'm not doing anything other than this. So thank you all for listening. We are so excited to be telling this story. We cannot wait to keep this going. It's going to be a blast. So uh, before we go, take care of yourself, drink your vitamins, drink your water, go outside and touch some grass. Don't forget your meds. Uh, check in on your mental health. Please take care of yourself in these trying times. Um, we love you. Thank you for being here. And we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.